Thank you for downloading Fearless in Devotion, a podcast all about Wrexham AFC. Here they come, our mighty champions, raise your voices to the anthem, marching with our mighty army, Wrexham is the name, Fearless in Devotion. Welcome to Fearless and Devotion. Um, I would say it's a Wembley special, but how special was that Wembley, Liam? Um, it was. I mean, as, a, as an experience as a whole, as a whole day, I quite uh, enjoyed myself. Really, um, I was quite fortunate in that I managed to avoid the uh, accident on the way down. Got into Box Park, and it was just a good atmosphere. Saw lots of people I knew. Had a good sing song. Um, and as I said on Twitter, and then the fucking football happened after that. So uh, <laughs> that was a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a downer. But uh, overall, I, as a day out, it was okay. Yeah, if we ignore the football. Yeah, Tim, did the football get in the way? Um, my day was was definitely a lot worse than yours. Trust me, it wasn't just the match. It was leaving um, Sunny Gwersel at twenty to nine getting stuck in the worst traffic on the M1, having to stop because legally drivers have to stop after so many hours, blah, 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 blah. Um, so we ended up tipping up at Wembley at like half past three. And then we had an industrial wasteland about a 10, 15 minute walk away from the ground. So about time we got in, queued up, went in, sat in the seat. At least we got in time for the match, but it was just like... It was just it was just one of those crappy days, and afterwards it was obviously very subdued. And some guy went AWOL, so we had to, we didn't leave Wembley till half seven, quarter to eight, maybe a bit later. But we after did about a mile and a half, then they stopped because everybody needed supplies at the back of the bus. Um, so we did I did, we didn't get home until twenty to one in the morning. That was a fun sixteen-hour journey to watch your team play another. Dreadful performance, but yeah, it was um, wasn't the best, was it? Should we be worried going into the week? Well, yeah, I mean, I was I was musing on this earlier. Um, it's opened up old questions for me about how how good is this team, and are we a transfer window away from 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 doing it better? I don't know. Um, I thought it was a bit of a strange team selection, uh, moving a lot of people around. I couldn't really work out McAlinden at right a right wing back just because he loves to c- cut to the left so much. Um, but big pitch, maybe maybe it would have worked, but it, it, it didn't. I think O'Connor had an okay game at, at left centre back, but then you're moving Kluwerf across as well, so there's a lot of moving parts there, and I wonder if we actually needed that that many. Yeah, I don't think we re. You know what? I'm a glutton for punishment. I actually watched it back last night, and the first 19 minutes was so nondescript. Then we had a good seven minutes, but it's too late. Um, so, you know, Tim, I know you watched the Grimsby match last night. What did you think there? Should we be uh, worried about them? It was. It was nice to see football as opposed to to anti football that was on show on Sunday. I agree with what you said there. We probably had like a five minute spell at the start of the second half, and then those seven minutes later on, but everything in between was like, you could have just, you know, um, cracked up, cracked open a tin and read the paper. It was that boring. It was just pretty dull, not just from us, both sides really. It's pretty, uh, pretty uneventful. Um, but yeah, I mean, last night was a really, really good game. Proper blood and thunder, end to end. 
Limbs were well, well worthy of the win. They looked like they were going to get done over um, by that late, well, the penalty completely against the run of play. And then they've done them in the last minute of extra time to take it to extra time. And then, um, yeah, they've, they've got what they've deserved. It's, it sort of plays into their hands that they've played 120 minutes, you know, five games before their next game. I imagine that they will travel down on Friday. Um, let's hope their fans are a bit weary because they, they sung their bollocks off last night, to be fair. They were in good voice. Um, however, I put a poll out yesterday um, on Twitter, like, who, who do people prefer? About 800 people voting, which was quite good. I think 80%, 80% of people said they wanted Grimsby. So, mm. there you go. People have got their preferred, preferred choice in that straw poll. And, yeah, I'm probably of, of that inclination. I don't want to play, didn't want to play Knox County for a fourth time. And I just think we're going to have to be on top of our game to beat them because they, they did play it around quite nicely and they're, they're pretty dangerous from, from set pieces. Yeah. Liam, who did you want? Uh, I think I was like many people where it's sort of my, my opinion changed last night as, the, as their match went on because Notts County, you know, arguably two of their best players, one went off with a, an injury, the other looked like he was carrying a knock. Um, and you just thought, you know, these after 120 minutes of football, I'd probably have felt more confident based off that of beating Notts County. But my, my view on it is the same as it always has been. You know, if we bring our A game, I, I don't worry too much about, you know, about either of those of either of those teams. It's um, it's if we play like we did on Sunday, where you know the fullbacks weren't pushing up, um, you know people were struggling to break lines in midfield. Um, sort of as you said, Andy, you know we had the classic problems of the, that this team had sort of before that good spell when Palmer came in in January. There just wasn't much movement really. There was no sign of any creativity. Palmer and Mullin were having to come outside the box to receive the ball where you don't really want them to be. You want them to be bang in there. So I'm hoping Parkinson can fix those issues. I'm hoping we'll see a, you know, our best 11 out there on uh, on Saturday. And, and and if we do that, then I don't have any concerns, but it is an if at the moment. Yeah, um, a lot of people have said to me, we, we seem to lack energy. Um, and I know Wembley's a big pitch and it's quite a strength sapper, but... I mean, we, it's not like we've been had to, had to do a lot of games in a short space of time. I mean, they have been quite quite nicely spaced out for us. Tim, what do you think about that? Do we need a bit more of an impetus in midfield? Yes. Um, a lot of people said the same thing, that we lacked energy or looked laggy. Um, I don't know. I, part of me, I don't know whether it would have anything to do with it because you'd think they'd be kind of used to it by now. But I'm not sure if there was added pressure because of you know, he was in the VIP box, et cetera, et cetera, you know, in terms of who we've got with Mr. Beckham and Jason Sudeikis and Will Ferrell and, you know, the, the fella from Game of Thrones and all that. I don't know if that has any bearing. Probably not. You know, if, if it's decent enough, then you like to think that that's going to be okay. But I, I don't know. It was just... Um, they just didn't look at it from the start, and I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it. Only they can can really kind of can can tell us. And there's been nothing that's come out on um, on any interviews yet that have given any inkling as to as to why that was the case. But I don't think it was attitude or application that was there. I, I just I don't know. It's just weird. I mean, you know, the panic stations are on now, but that's the first time we've lost 
successive games all season. So it's not it's not the be all and end all. I think it's just it's just because it's happened at this particular time. Yeah, wrong t- wrong <laughs> wrong time of the season as well. Um, I mean, I could I could I could you know sort of shelve away the 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 Dagenham result because I think once as soon as we knew that um, Stockport were going to win, I can see why we would have taken the foot off the pedal. But I can't really see much of a much of a a reasoning for Sunday. And of course, we've got Grimsby this Saturday. Tim, it'd be nice to get some sort of Grimsby's perspective on this, wouldn't it? It would indeed. I was tapping away last night um, after they after they did it in extra time. I was like, who can we get? And our dear friends from Cod Almighty said, right, we'll see what we can do. And they've they've ran around like uh, blue ass flies this morning, trying to sort something out for us. And I'm happy to say, uh, Anthony Butcher from Cod Almighty, do we call you Anthony? Do we call you Tony? Has joined us. So thanks for for dialing in at last minute. Welcome. Well, it's a bit of a bugbear. It's Anthony. Yeah. But everybody calls me Tony. It's the only person who calls me Anthony is my mum when she tells me off. So. Sorry, I'm sorry, Tony's mum. We'll just call him Tony. Welcome, Tony. How are you? Uh, how's your Hello. voice? <laughs> As you can tell, uh, it was used a bit last night. Did you go? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, what was it easy. like? It looked amazing on the telly. Good atmosphere. Well, what a delicious way to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just take us through that because, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, you know, Notts County were. were we're we're, de- we're in decent form going into that, but I, I I just thought it was it was a bit chalk and cheese between the two teams. They they looked like they they'd frozen on their home ground, and and you were very much you know the, the the better team for for the majority, if not all of the game. Maybe they they had the odd spell, but other than that, that it was pretty. There was only one team that that really wanted to go for it. I think we've played them three times this season, and they have been dominant for twenty minutes when Connor Roberts played. Fantastic at the the, uh, the away game in the league for 20 minutes. But that's three games and they've, they've only been any good for, for 20 minutes. Wow. But we we can't we can't figure out why everybody thinks they're the Barcelona or the Banana Armour. <laughs> they've got this great reputation of being, you know, the Man City, the, the Guardiola of, of this division. But they just look they, all they did was lump it long ball and run after it. They've yeah. got one player. Yeah. And if he's injured, they're nothing. And, you know, he has to be quite dismissive of them. But we, I've watched them, you know, all the seasons been in the, in the non-league and I think, why is everybody going on about them? Yeah. They're like flat, wicked bullies in, in cricket, which is, if they're against a weaker team, they can crush them. But they come up against anybody who's relatively organised and determined and they look extremely ordinary. So we went into that game with that mindset as, as the, probably as the team, but certainly as the fans. And we thought, we don't fear them at all. Yeah. We expect to beat them because we don't rate them. And so what happened yesterday was not a surprise in that our weakness is that you could you could see we can't score goals. It's, yeah. it's known black and white in many ways, including in the in the in the league table. We don't score enough goals, which is why we get into play up, but we would struggle to get further. So in terms of the game yesterday, it went exactly as we expected. In certain respects, not the way it ended up as we didn't, we didn't expect to uh, um, satisfy BT so well. <laughs> when you, when you, in in light of you saying that, you know that, that there's a, a problem in terms of the lack of goal scored. When you went behind completely against a player to that penalty and they go one 0 up, did you think that's probably it, 
or <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i was quite surprised at the, the fitness levels because you know it was pretty much full full tilt high up 10 game so to have that much in reserve for that extra 30 minutes which we hope is going to um play into ha- our hands i mean just take me through that i mean obviously that extra 30 did you think it's going to be one of those going to go either way and do you think having played 120 minutes that has any bearing going into into Saturday's game well in terms of the game last night in going to extra time it's 50-50-50 isn't it yeah anything can happen I mean as as proved by their goal just one event can turn it an, an arbitrary event which was could say it's an arbitrary decision by the ref. He could have given a free kick for the challenge on our central defender, which resulted in them passing and the shot being made. He could have decided it wasn't an, a deliberate handball, or sorry, it's not deliberate handball. It wasn't a handball sufficient to give a penalty. He could have made those choices, but he didn't. So they scored. And yes, we did think that was it. And uh, but as it went into into the um, extra time, you could see that they they were. They were dead on their feet. Mm. And they're certainly dead in the head. You could see for other players and their crowd, they felt it was a, that the game was up. So the momentum was with us. It was just a case of whether we could to sort of arbitrarily score. And we you know, turned up trumps with Manny D in his magic knees. That's how he scores his goal. The ball hits him and he goes in. That's what he's there for. He's the new John Lennon John Lewis. We have John Lennon John Lewis who used to do that a few years ago. The ball hits him and went in. Now we've got two versions of him in. Abraham's and um, uh, well, I'll call him Manny D because it's the easiest way to describe his name. <laughs> Disarreri, whatever his name. Yes, is. Manny D. It's the simplest way to call it. Or as my dad says, "Oh, the Frenchman." To which my response was, "He's from Leeds. He's not French." <laughs> <laughs> Tony, yeah. Tony, you were talking about the, the threat that Knox County had or didn't have with Cal Roberts. Where, where would the threats come through from for us on Saturday from your team? I mean, just looking at the game last night, McAtee looks a player, but can he last 90 minutes? Uh, and then I like the look of the lad Fox in midfield. Yes, Fox was was exceptional yesterday. That's, that's, that is definitely his best game that he's played for us. Uh, and that's the sort of uh, performance that we expected from him. But he's, he's uh, well, throughout his career, he's been played by injuries and he looks injury-free now. And so, yes, I think that he really held us together. McAtee, he is our Roberts. Without McAtee, we are absolutely nothing. Right. We won't, we won't score without that. create. So he, he is the most important player that we've got. We just look, we look like a sort of um, adequate non-league team without him. Very organised, but with no threat. So we, we look, you know, we look like Boreham Wood. Bromley. We can't beat Boreham Wood. Don't worry about that. <laughs> so, in terms of our threat to you, is McAtee. If, if you can neutralise him, we haven't really got much apart from maybe we'll score from a set piece if, if Waterfall rises above the tallest players that you've got. And in terms of you, <laughs> from our perspective, it's, well, it's Toza the tosser, which is, you know, it's a rude way of throwing it, but he does toss it a long way and um, you know, stick it in the mixer for the big blokes. You're not far wrong, to be honest. Uh, we were just discussing before you came on how we, we really struggle for creativity and energy in midfield against against Bromley, and that's how you really break a, a well-organised side like that down. Yeah. But, you know, we do have a threat from, from Toza. We do have a threat from set plays. 
Uh, Mullin can conjure up a goal from from nowhere if if uh, if he needs to. Um, so it's a case of can we push on for one other game against you guys? Now, when McAtee came off last night, that was just a case of it was seventy minutes. You needed you needed freshing up. It's not it's nothing. It's 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 you stop moving. Him and Taylor had, had stopped stopped moving, and they had, those two together are a, a, a very good partnership. But if one of them goes, we don't have anything. And when we're both of them went, we were a bit surprised that we actually scored in the end because we were a bit arbitrary after that. But if we go back to, to Wrexham, you'd be interested in what our perspective of Wrexham is. Um, not, not all the Hollywood nonsense. I mean, that's just crap. Really. <laughs> you know, it's, it's nice for you to, to get a lot of money, and but you get all that hype and you know, all the sort of stuff that goes with it, which is sort of irritating, probably for you as, as much as it is for everybody else. But in terms of football, I mean, having watched you in the non-leagues before we came back into it and what you are now, what sort of you Wrexham are now, it's, I don't mean to be rude, but you're a very expensive public team. You think... That is rude. (laughs) It is rude, but we look at it, and and to be honest, that's what we look at. You're you're just a bunch of big blokes, and it's extremely unsubtle. You've got two methods to score. Chuck it in the mixer for the big blokes, knock it a long way and running up, mulling we're on after it. And you think, really, for all that? And because at the start of the season, and I, and I, wrote, I wrote a map, a rough guide, which got a bit of people heads up, which I think people... Oh, right, now I know who you are. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that. Um, and I, I would just say, read it second time, and you'll see what I actually was saying was, Wrexham and Grimsby are basically the same as, as towns and as football clubs. Except now Wrexham, I've got some... You know, Hollywood's coming and throwing a lot of money at them. So what's going to happen is everybody's going to get all sort of sniffy about them and be happy that you lose. But that's that would happen if it was the way around. But essentially, Wrexham and Grimsby are the same. We've had the same problems and we're quite linked. And nobody, nobody knows where we are. Nobody really likes us. And we've had a lot of bad times. Uh, and he was all dressed up in sort of you know, uh, lots of references to things that people wouldn't get. But basically, your town and our town are the same. We're a bit run down, we're a bit ignored. Oh, technically, we're now a city in brackets. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's divided. When Gull tried to be a city, God, Gull. <laughs> you beat Gull, so well done. <laughs> I kind of like the fact that, um, that, 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 that there's the belief that we're just a pub team with two, two um, men. I, I was being deliberately provocative and rude at that point. Oh, no, it's fine. It's just that, but, you know, but, I, I think to be honest, we watch you and you think, you should be better. You should play better football. And that sort of comes from, at the start of the season, why I mentioned the rough guide was that when, when I started to write that, I looked up, Parkinson's the manager, what's he going to do? What is he doing? What is he buying? Really? I thought, if you had a better manager, you'd walk the division. That's, I mean, that's, how, that's the perspective from outside, which is, you, with all the resources that you've got and the power that you have, you should do better. And that falls from the choice of the manager. Because I think, why have they chosen? Because there were several people that would be in better choices and would have probably guaranteed you go up. And I don't mean Challenger. I mean, you could have gone virtually anybody. You, our manager would have been good for you at some point in the past. Paul Hurst. I'm surprised that, that Repson didn't try to go for him. But I think it stems from the choice of the manager and the way that he's trying to do it. Because he's trying to do it in quite a miserable way. I mean, it's the sort of football that we've had in the past with certain managers, which is, all right, as long as it succeeds, we'll accept it. If it doesn't succeed, then all what you're left with is some quite sort of limiting football. And have you gone up? 
I think you yeah. will go up. I think that you will beat us and that you'll probably overpower Solihull, who I think are the best team left in, in the playoffs. I think you'll overpower us because we, we are physically weak, which comes back to your question about extra time, which I haven't answered yet. But I think that we will wilt because we aren't as big as you and we aren't as physical. And as you, as you will have seen last night, we've got several smaller players who you can, who even not County were able to overpower. So I think that's what will happen. When coming back to your point on Parkinson, look, the nines were out for him before before January because you're right, we weren't getting the results and we weren't getting the performances. I think having that second transfer window, he was able to fill the formation that he always plays with players that suited it more. So he brought in McFadden, who's a you know he's a a decent, a decent left-sided player, and Palmer was the big one because because Palmer makes Parky Ball work, um, and so it it sort of really helped the midfield who had, who had a bit more space, who, who had a bit more structure, and we went on a run. But one, it did sort of remind me that we were beating the teams we should have mm. um, because you know we we could overpower them, and I did sort of worry when we got to this stage of the season where. You know where we put on again. Um, Liam, I don't know what... Sorry, Andy. What did you say? You're talking about um, Parkinson, about how now he's got these. He's he's actually got the players to fit his plan. Yeah, yeah. I think I think for me, part of the reason why it's worked as well is yes, the midfield's freed up more space, but we've seen a massive improvement in. Um, James Jones in midfield, who we signed from League One, there were sort of big expectations before the season started. Um, the only slight concern is he's one of the players who in the last couple of weeks has slightly retreated into the background again. And it's it's come back to a question of, you know, do we need more in midfield? And we've got Tom O'Connor again, who we've signed from several leagues up but who for some reason was played at uh, centre-back on uh, on Saturday. So it's sort of square pegs, yeah, round holes. <laughs> Are you actually enjoying the season? Yeah. The I mean, you're enjoying the, 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 the ride because you're getting lots of goals, but are you enjoying the football? Um, I, th- I think the in terms of the... I think it's probably maybe more of the thing of the ride because we've had so many seasons recently where we just... Yeah, we haven't done anything whatsoever. So the fact that we're having all these exciting games, a bit like the Dover one, which was completely insane, <laughs> um, and we're scoring lots of goals. I think sometimes you just you don't really notice if you know the build up to it, whether it's jazzy or not. I would agree with what Andy says in that since January, it ha- there has been more structure to it, and it has looked looked better as well as the results being good, um, but. Yeah, it's, it's, I think there's question. The question marks are coming up now, just because. Okay, it's our first two back-to-back defeats in a in a long time, but it's just it's not the sort of time where you want to be going into a, a big playoff game with those sort of question marks in your mind. Do you think the players have got the mental fortitude to cope with the pressure? Yeah, um, I think they have. Just because there's, there's, there's players there that play at a high level, they kind of know what to expect now. Some of them won stuff, some of them have been close to winning things. Um, so I think they have. But that said, you know, I thought 
the several players there that had got, got experience playing at Wembley would uh, would help us on Sunday, and that wasn't to be the case. So, um, it, it's they've they've proven in more than enough times a season that they can do it when it when it really counts. And you know, I, th- I think we are more than just a, a sort of one or two trick pony. Definitely, as we keep saying since January, because it's been like two seasons in one. The first part of the season was was squiffy, one goal wins here, there and everywhere, and just not having much to show for it. Whereas since then, you know, since Oli Palmer signed, there's been a lot more to show for it and there's more than one way to skin a cat, really. So we've kind of gone about that in the right manner. I think, I think one thing we need to be aware of is the pressure's off us a little bit. As a fan's own club, when we got into the playoffs, we needed to make it count because you can't be 100% sure that you can go again next year because you might lose your top goal scorer. You might not be able to, to, to retain that centre-half. So all bets are off at the end of the season. And that's put massive, big, high-pressure games. And a lot of the times the players didn't really respond to that. The crowd certainly didn't respond to it because they were nervy. But I think with the Hollywood money, with the plan that they have in place, I do think... Next season, even if we don't go up, we're not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's still going to be a decent core of a team, which we'll probably add to. So I'm not saying that this playoff game, playoff is a free hit because it isn't. And I'm still shitting myself over it because I'd still like to go up now. But I'm not as nervy as I would have been before, the, before all the razzmatazz. Well, as you would expect, the rest of the division was the... If you're going to go, go. Go now. We don't want you in the division next year. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're sort of looking, thinking, well, if we don't go up, which we probably won't, who would we want to get rid of? You. Because you've got too much power in every sense. So what does that leave behind? And for us, we're looking next year and thinking, there's not that much there next year, especially when there's going to be a, some kind of salary cap. We'd be able to compete better. And get you out of the way, we have a good year next year. So you could say that, we're looking at it and we've got we haven't got the pressure that way because we're looking at you know a longer term plan. But the reason I asked about the, the mental fortitude of players, because yes, I did see the watch the Bromley game, which was a bit of a hoot for anybody who isn't a Rexham fan, as you would expect. Because we hate Bromley. We really hate Bromley. And we don't understand why Bromley or well, why Andy Woodman is such a git to us. Uh, we, you won't know that there's a little history of that, but he's, he's, he's he created a real hatred between the two clubs. So, um, and we, we don't know where it's come from. So, you know, we, actually, in one way, if you'd beaten them and humiliated them, we would have been happy. But watching that game, some of the players looked as though they shrank. And I've seen that in some of the other games. They look as though they don't know what to do or a little bit inhibited when there is uh, a challenge. Now, that's why I asked about that, because, you know, you see your players all the time. You've seen them over a number, someone over a number of seasons. So will they have, in your view, the, uh, the mental fortitude to, to stay strong and stay to the plan for, for uh, Saturday's game? Because if we turn up and just do what other, other the more competent two teams do, is just sit there and, and stop you doing what you want to do, what's left? What's, what's plan B or plan C for, for Rex? Oh, there's never a plan. There's never a plan C. I, there's probably not a plan B either. But plan A has been working pretty well, especially at mm. home. We don't lose many games. We've got to be up for it. As I say, you know, the crowd will be up for it. And I don't, I hope they won't get as nervy 20 minutes in 
as they might have gotten it if if we didn't have the sort of the, the cash injection. So you know, I can I can see us really putting a shift in. Um, I think it's a lot down to luck though, and you know, I don't think we're massively better than you. Um, and looking at last last night's game, I certainly certainly didn't think that. I think you've got threats that will hurt us, and it's a case of can we take a chance early hold on or even build on it and you know that's always a gray area of us because we either score a lot of goals or we struggle with one goal there's no sort of happy medium tim what do you think yeah you know it's it's, it's exactly what you said you, you just don't know which it's weird you kind of knew which Wrexham was going to turn up for a while but after the last two games it's like mm, i'm not really sure now you know two games no goals scored defeats, not the greatest of performances. So I think some of them will be smarting from that. They should be rightly hurting about it. Um, so I think there's there's definitely going to be an element of all guns blazing on Saturday. And they need to, they, they need to they need to up it by, you know, 50, 60% from what we saw um on Sunday. I think we'll get that. I think we'll definitely get that. And there might have been some method in in Parky's madness with the the sort of square pegs and round holes situation you went with on on Sunday, and you know that it, it has been quite an energy sapping season, and maybe it's caught up with us a little bit. So I think there, there might have been a few sacrifices on Sunday to, with one eye on this on this game up and coming. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm still feeling pretty com- pretty confident. You know, we've had a good season. We finished second for a reason. We've got a pretty healthy points tally for a reason. We scored over 100 goals in a season for a reason. You know, the, just because we've had a little little rusty patch of two defeats doesn't mean we we should get overly panicky about it. I, I just don't I just don't see where we should. I think there's we should go into it with every confidence, especially being at home. So. Right. This sounds like a good time to do predictions, which we do at the end uh, at the end of it. And let, let's get Tony in on this as well. So, right, Liam, do you want to go first? Oh, that's a that's a poison chalice, isn't it? Um, <laughs> oh, I'm going to go for us to squeak it two-one, but I don't think it's going to be any sort of walk in the park, judging by what's gone on over the last week for both teams. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go one all, and I think we, we might do it on penalties. I just I think we'll come in stronger as as, as the match goes on, especially because Grimsby have had a tough game yesterday. Um, I just think it will be it will be a tough one from what I saw yesterday. So I think we'll sneak it on penalties. Tim, uh, two nil. Goal in either half and keep Sean Pearson on the bench. I'm not ready for him to score any goal against us because I love that man and it would be crushing if he was to have any involvement in making us nervous in any way, shape or form. So please, Sean, if you're listening, um, you know, get a couple of yellow cards again like you did yesterday and just maybe sit it out. That'd be great. Finally, Tony, is Pearson a threat? Oh, we have a shared love of Sean Pearson, don't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um no, because he'll be on the bench and he won't come on unless someone one of the centre halves is injured, or that we need to be protecting a one nil lead with ten minutes left and bring and do what's called what we call the Parslow point, which incidentally came from the game at uh, at uh, Wrexham where he brought on a, a big centre half and played him in central midfield and we won one nil because Hurst has this has this 
obsession with keeping it tight. So if we take a lead, he tries to keep it by putting on someone to shore up the midfield. But you want me to know a prediction? Mm. Yeah. Teams that go up score goals. We don't score goals. You score goals. You should win. And you should win 2-0. That's what should right. happen. But football right. isn't about shoulds, is it? Some odd could happen. You, you no, get no, a, no, a mad referee. It's, it. it's, it's done. It's, it's, you might it's, get a mad referee who helps us. <laughs> Paul Marsden, if he, if he it was refereeing you, I would yeah, just not turn up. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's okay. plenty of them about in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if, if, if you're going to beat us, go on and get promoted, please. We don't want you next year. <laughs> <laughs> we will duly oblige. Tony, thank you very much for joining us. Um, nice. Thank you. I hope we oh, both great. enjoyed the day in our own way. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, I can only enjoy it one way, and that's by by winning it in some way as well. I'll be as down as I was yesterday, but right, no, but good luck. It, you know, like Stockport, Grimsby, uh, a good club, a club I want to see do well, uh, just not this season. <laughs> yeah, <good> snap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, Thank you.